Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter. Uh, we're going to be joined here in about, oh, uh, five minutes or so by Aaron Best, the head coach of the uh, Eastern Washington Eagles. But this game is a massive one. Uh, to, oh, by the way, let me jump ahead of everything. We will be doing day five of text, uh, the the word for the Kagan Kegerator giveaway. A very yeah. nice giveaway, if I might say, from the Great Burn Brewery and from Fred's Appliance. So stick around for that. We'll give you the word of the day today to text in. Uh, and want to remind everybody, we will be on the air tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. with the ESPN College Game Day pregame show, live from the tailgate, adjacent to the walking bridge across from the Eastgate Shopping Center. Come say hi, have a drink, grab some pizza, grab some swag, get a little mini football, grab a free soft drink, all kinds of stuff down there. So come hang out with us uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll be on the air at 10.30. We'll be down there well before that. A huge game and a noon kickoff tomorrow. Uh, the way it should be. The way it should be. Noon. Okay. Uh Montana, Eastern Washington, Coulter, uh, a major game, obviously, for both teams. When you get into the back third of uh, the season and uh, and the back half of Big Sky Conference play, especially when, as you well put it, a lot of games of reckoning happening this weekend and, and every weekend here on out, a couple of top 25 games within the Big Sky Conference, notably Weaver State and UC Davis. But for both the Grizz and the Cats, who are both 5-2, and two, but both coming off a spanking at the hands of Sacramento State. You want to get that taste out your mouth, and you also just want to get back on the winning track, prove that that was an anomaly or whatever it was, deal with the fact that everybody kind of has a loss or whatever. Also for Montana, I think there's a little added incentive in so far as you're playing a rival, and effectively, I mean, I think effectively, you can put this rival away. You can you can end the season of the Eastern Washington Eagles for all intents and purposes when you talk about postseason 
tomorrow at Washington Grizzly Stadium if you come away with the win. The Eagles are three and four. They're two and one in Big Sky Conference play, but they would be three and five with two losses in conference play and an additional loss to Idaho. And they're already out of the top twenty-five. I think they would have a long shot, especially with the remainder of their schedule in terms of who they play, which is sort of an average strength of schedule from here on out for the Eagles. Well, no, it's actually a easy strength of schedule because they don't play Montana State, they don't play Weaver State, they don't play UC Davis. Yeah, they they play. And they already played Sac State, and they're playing the Grizz this weekend, so they don't actually have a they, they quote play, unquote tough game. They play left. NAU. They play Idaho State. They right. play. They play Portland State because that's Portland the rivalry State. game. But actually, Portland State has been so competitive in that game. Even when Portland State's been bad, they've been really competitive. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, I guess they already played Northern Colorado, but they're not playing, you know, Southern Utah in that stretch So uh, for what it's worth. But, yeah, right. They don't play any. This is the last ranked opponent that Eastern Washington is going to face. And so this is a a huge game for them because if they get it, they actually – they're going to be expected, you would think, to be favored in the remaining games that they have to play. Well, that's the ironic part about this is Eastern Washington, if they win on Saturday – they like you said they will be favored, but they actually could honestly win the conference title with having not even close to the most impressive conference resume. Sure, there's a real chance because Weber State and Montana still have to play. Weber State plays UC Davis this week. Montana, Montana State still have to play. Montana State and UC Davis still have to play. Sac State and UC Davis still have to play. Sac State and Weber State still have to play. There's a very good chance that every single one of those teams I just named have two or three conference losses. If Eastern was to win on Saturday. They might somehow backdoor their way to the conference title, even though they. I think that there's no question at this point. Even if they do surge down the stretch, they are not one of the three best teams in the league. Right? They could certainly be one of the four or five, or not. It could go either way. Well, we will totally see. uh, Starting with Saturday here in Missoula. So I talked about this as a matter of incentive for Montana, but obviously it's a huge matter of incentive for Eastern Washington as well. I mean, they come into this thing as a, as you said yesterday, a bit of a cornered animal uh, when you sit here and, and got to play Montana and you already have a losing record. And I mean, a little bit of pride. I mean, this is defending national runner up. I mean, this is, you know, this is a, a, a obviously a program that has been outstanding for years and mm-hmm. nationally elite, even, mm-hmm. and to you know, to be losing games to Idaho, to be three and four, seven weeks into a season, this is not what Eastern Washington is accustomed to being. And by the way, Aaron Best, nobody knows this better than him because he's been at Eastern Washington forever. Twenty, what is it, twenty three years, both as a player and then you know, GA assistant coach, all the way up now to head coach in his third year there. So that is. Um, you know, without doubt, a point of consternation, and not something that that this team is a, is is accustomed to being. Like I said yesterday, they've they've gone through cycles where they've had years. You can't call them necessarily a down year, but the year after they won the national championship, they went six and five, decimated yeah. by injuries. Bo Levi Mitchell still won the Walter Payton Award, but it was it was not the year you were accustomed to having. The next year, they went with a, a dual quarterback system with Vernon Adams and Kyle Padron, and they got hot late and surged all the way to the semifinals, went to the semis again, I think three out of the next four seasons. And then 2016, 2015, they had a a weird year where even though Jordan West was ripping it up and was really high in a lot of statistical categories, they weren't satisfied with his progress at quarterback. So they started doing a a dual quarterback system with Riley Hennessy and then a a tri-quarterback system which then marked the debut of Gage Gubrud. And that happened in Missoula. And that Eastern Washington team got got whipped by the Grizz. 57-14. I think they 
Montana had eight or nine sacks. Tyrone Holmes running rampant. I mean, Gage Gruber told us on this show last year, he said, I didn't know if I wanted to play quarterback in the big sky. If all the DNs were going to be like Tyrone Holmes. Yeah. But then the next year, the Eastern has a magical year that should have probably culminated in a national championship game appearance. But Cooper Cup, Sam Sebicom, and that group of guys lost in the semis. But they've, they've had ebbs and flows, but the, it's never been bottomed out. It, even when they have missed the playoffs like they did in 2011, uh, 2015, and 2017, still 6-5 and five or 7-4 and four seasons. So still good marks. But you're right, it's definitely sort of uncharted territory for Eastern Washington. But again, they've already played Jacksonville State. They've already played rival Idaho. Those games were in their rear view. So, and they've already played the surprise team in the league, Sac State. If they can get past this game, they are still in the mix for the conference title. All right. Well, we got them now, so let's do it. We go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the Eastern Washington Eagles football team, Aaron Best. Coach Best, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Uh, Good, thank you. Thank you, fellas, for letting me be a part of this. Well, we're certainly happy to have you in here any time. And, Coach, it's been a season that's been kind of an interesting one, some ups, some downs, but you're 2-1 in conference, 3-4 and overall, and really a a pivotal game, it seems to me, for you guys in the arc of your season uh, on Saturday at Washington Grizzly Stadium. Coming off a bye, how are you feeling heading into this game, uh, and and how big is this game to you uh, in in, in, this kind of midpoint of the Big Sky Conference season? Well, I think obviously you touched on it already that uh, the season hasn't gone the way uh, it was envisioned. Uh, and it rarely does for, for anybody out there. It's how you get off the floor and attack the next one. And I think we've done that uh, to a certain degree. We, we just haven't played consistent uh, football in all three phases for four quarters. We've done it for spurts and two and three. Uh, but uh, any any team that, that expects to uh, be a good team after the regular season ends, gets better as the season progresses. And so when you get in the meat of your big sky season, all of a sudden we're in week four of it. Uh, really, the, 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 the game 12, the game 13, the game 14, all those things are based off of what you did in league. And so uh, I know not league matters, uh, but it doesn't count as much. It's, uh, it's more of kind of window dressing, if you will. And so you've got an old serve uh, in your conference. You've got to win games on the road uh, and uh, protect your, your home turf when, when given those four opportunities. And so uh, what a better way to do it uh, against a a very good Montana team coming off a, uh, a a loss in Sacramento State, which is going to fire them up that much more. So uh, we're two and one uh, as we speak, and and we just got to keep we 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 got to we got to go get coach speak one at a time um, uh, on the road against a great opponent uh, who is again anger um, more angered now after last week's uh, piece against uh, a good Sac State team. So uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of challenges ahead of ahead of us, but I think we're uh, we're up to the task. Coach, with this unbalanced schedule, sometimes you might miss a team, and last year you guys didn't play Montana, which is a, a weird deal considering that it's uh, such close schools. And I know talking to your guys in the past, I remember Sam Zanebicom always talking about this is a rivalry game for Eastern and Montana. They say the same thing. It's a rivalry game for Montana. So for you uh, as a head coach now going against Montana uh, in Washington Grizzly Stadium, what do you expect this to be like? And are you guys approaching this like a rivalry game? Well, you know, I think I – think- there's a lot of people that I've talked to over the years. They, they say Eastern Montana is just different. They don't necessarily tab it as a rivalry game. It's just different. Um, 
most of the time the rivalries are built in. Uh, this is kind of not one that's built in, so maybe that's why they deem it as different. Uh, but I know they've been special games. I know they've uh, uh, there's been a lot of memories in those games, whether they be at Joe Albee uh, or Wagris Stadium uh, or in Cheney on the grass or on the red turf. I think there's been a lot, uh, and you kind of you, you've kind of. They all count the same, Coulter, but they all mean a little bit more when you have those different games or those, in some ways, rivalry games. You just you, you tend to forget the non uh, the non different game moments more than the different game moments of the rivalry game moments because those are the the games you play uh, for the 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 ones that are both ranked teams, the one that are loud loud fans, the ones that call you names that you've never heard before, those are the ones you, you remember uh, and are etched in your mind for the for the rest of your playing career and uh, and uh, personal career. So those make it a little bit more fun on top of being different. You know, Coach, when you were here two years ago, obviously uh, uh, the first half didn't go well, and then the second half went as good as it could possibly go, and you ripped Montana in the second half. I think 42 points in that second half under the lights. But when you come into an environment like Washington Grizzly Stadium, do you prep your guys about that part of it and more than, you know, in addition to just, quote, unquote, the football side of things, but what they're going to come in here and play in for those, you know, guys who haven't done that yet? Yeah, you know, you, you touch on some. Some coaches stay away from doing anything, don't want to put anything in people's heads, no matter what it is. Uh, we talk about the weather, uh, no matter who we're playing or where we're playing. We talk about uh, kind of the backdrop. We kind of talk about the travel, how long it's going to be, is it plane or bus. We talk about all that stuff uh, because I think everybody wants to know, and instead of rumors starting, let's just let's just have it out now. Uh, let's just talk about it now because it's all going to be talked about in the locker room. Um, guys, guys look forward to this. About a third of our team has played in this stadium, so I had a show of hands a couple of days ago at the team meeting, and, uh, and that those guys that haven't lean on these guys that have. Um, it, it's similar to the FBS games you play early in the in the season, where you're you're jazzed up, you're ready to go. Uh, fans are, are 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 loud, but there's not as much behind the loudness. Um, this is more of a dislike um, by by the fans, which is, which is is just different than going to a road game uh, in Montlake or in Pullman or in Eugene. Um, so there, there's more, more to the story. And so, um, no, other than the, the, the music, um, as far as the, the crowd noise and practice, there's not a ton of things that we do differently because, again, we're a creature of habit. If all of a sudden we change a lot of things, then there's going to be a lot of questions that need to be answered by the 18- to 23-year-olds. So uh, we're going to go about our business, turn up the music a little louder, uh, communicate a little bit more, and uh, have to, to adjust and apply certain things. But uh, uh, but outside of that, just rely on the guys that have been there. And that, uh, like I said, the first five to seven minutes are kind of the, 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 the moment where you can um, kind of take, uh, get over the the the, the buildup of the game and start playing the game you love the most and and came here to play at the level you need to play it at. Aaron Best joining us. He's the head coach of the Eastern Washington Football Team. Third year head coach there. Play Montana noon at Washington Grizzly Stadium kickoff this Saturday. Coach, last year watching your guys' run all the way to the national championship game, a lot of fun and uh, very impressive. And we sort of saw Eric Berrier come of age. Uh, down the stretch during that run, uh, but in the off season, uh, new coordinators on both sides of the ball. So, what do you think is different just about the way you guys operate uh, with Coach Shoemaker, Coach Enna, and, and what do you like about the things you guys have been able to do uh, on both sides of the ball thus far this season? 
Well, it's, I think any any anytime there's change, anytime there's a a voice that's different in a room that's run by a coach or a parent or whatever the situation may be, I, I think it's different. I, I don't think it's apprehension, but you want to know what the next coach is going to bring to the table. Even though Coach Anna was here before, he hasn't sat on that saddle before here at Eastern. Um, so those guys are are willing to be coached. They're wanting to be coached, but they're going to look into okay, what kind of what kind of things are we going to do the same? What kind of things are we going to do different? Um, and systematically, offensively, no matter who comes in from outside or inside, uh, we we we've been who we are uh, for 20 years. It's kind of you know Tim Rosenbaugh. Ironically enough, he's in Missoula now with some of what he brought to the table 20 years ago when I was a student assistant for him. Um, there's Bo Baldwin, obviously fingerprints all over this thing. Todd Sturdy, who was a, a coordinator here uh, for two years under Paul Wolf, and then um, Troy Taylor, Bodie Reader, and now. Coach Shoemaker and and seventy five percent of that is what those guys the conglomeration of the coaches before and we want you to add to it uh, but uh, if it's not broke I was once told don't fix it uh, just enhance it right and so uh, it's been special on offense to have a, a run that we've had for so long uh, but I think it's different I think different voices do different things uh, different feels for the game and we're still seven games in trying to you know kind of feel ourselves out players included coaches included as far as what direction we're going to go what identity uh, we're, we're going to have this uh, this uh, last five games of the Big Sky season to see um, how this all unfolds and so um, it's not ideal that you're changing like a hockey line change you don't want a line change every year every other year that's tough on anybody but uh, it's uh, Given the profession, that's the way it is, and we've got to be able to to, to adjust on the fly. Uh, as my old boss once said, "Great ones adjust," and and we we consider ourselves uh, very good adjustment people. Uh, Coach Bobby Houck probably did not go out on a very small limb when he said Eric Berry is the most athletic quarterback <laughs> in the Big Sky Conference. Uh, but when you have a guy like that who's so good with his legs, also can throw the ball as well. It takes a lot, it seems to me, to get him in the positions to do all of the things that he does well and do them at the right times. What's it like to have a weapon like that, but then also to game plan uh, for the things that he can do and even in the improvisation that he's uh, uh, capable of? Well, you, you, you first, you think you can do it all as a coach, right? To put it all in because he, you feel like physically he can do it all. Um, and he probably can, but what are the best things uh, that allow us the most success is a team, and then what are the best things we can employ against the team we're going to face, and hopefully those things mesh pretty well. Um, physically, there's there's nothing that, that Eric can't do, um, but we also know when he's out and about, whether it's on a quarterback run or a quarterback scramble or a situation where he's in the pocket, man, he's getting rushed by uh, defenders. Uh, they're, they're not going to tackle him lightly. Uh, there, there's a reason why guys tackle him just a little bit harder, a little bit meaner, grit their teeth a little bit longer. Um, that's what we've had for 20 years here. My job as an O-line coach was to keep the quarterbacks upright, healthy, uh, happy, and uh, effective, and that's that's what we're going to continue to do here. Uh, part of that is not just protection, but also running the ball uh, and, and delivering screens when when, when necessary. Uh, but uh, the moment's never too big for Eric. He's kind of a he's, he's legitimately a steady Eddie guy, uh, up eighty or down eighty. He's kind of kind of got the same facial expressions, but he is a competitor, and it's not as quiet as he is. Um, he's got a heavy heavy furnace inside of his body, uh, much like any quarterback should have uh, that wants to be QB one at any. School and uh, or any team, and he's got that. Even though he may not show that physically, 
but uh, he's a special player and uh, even more of a special person. And uh, sometimes improvisation is okay. So sometimes scaling back the game plan is the best thing because you know he's going to improvise at some point within the game plan. First matchup head coach-wise for you and Bobby Houck. So what do you expect out of a Coach Houck-led Grizz team this weekend? I think he'll 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 put together a, a blue collar bunch, a a bunch that's physical, uh, that's fearless. Uh, but but don't 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 uh, think that he doesn't have any tricks up his sleeve. He'll have something, whether it's offensively, defensively, or or, or in the special teams arena. Um, they'll have something for us to kind of maybe get him going or get him out of a rut at some point, um, as as most savvy coaches do. But uh, I think he's done a phenomenal job. Uh, I've known Coach Howe for quite some time, respected his work from afar as an assistant, um, and uh, when he was head coach, and even from afar as a as a as a, an assistant when he's an assistant coach at uh, San Diego State, and uh, I, I think uh, he's he, he's got the team uh, beating to a more physical drum than they've been uh, when he wasn't there. We get you out of here on this, Coach. What do you see out of the Grizz defense, and uh, how do you hope your offense is able to attack that defense on Saturday? Well, they want to keep you guessing. They, they they try to create chaos. Sometimes you look at it, and it's 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 less chaotic than it actually looks. Uh, sometimes it's more chaotic than it actually looks, and uh, uh, it's much like a North Dakota defense. Uh, there there's there's some some legitimate guys physically and talent wise that that fit their system and then there's some guys that just make more chaos and do more things with with the ability within the system to two gap and 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 come from different spots. So uh, Dante Olson's obviously a tackling machine. Um, they they obviously have experienced safeties. Got they have a ton of experience on defense, and not watching and preparing them for 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 a game last year. Uh, from what I've gathered uh, visually and what I've talked to coach wise in the last year and a half with coaches across the league that they're, they're more familiar, obviously in year two, uh, with their system as someone should be, um, and uh, and they're. They're less predictable this year than than I, as the seasons wore on. So um, they'll, they'll they'll try to try to cause chaos. Uh, they'll continue to bring four and five and six each and every play. They're not a sit back defense. They're going to try to get the ball out of Eric's hands. We'll see what kind of plan they have for us. And uh, in lieu of that, we'll have to make adjustments on the fly. Well, coach, it's always a party when Eastern Washington comes to town. So we're looking forward to it on Saturday. Wish you the best, and uh, we're gonna we're, we're really really looking forward to the game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for being with us. Should be good. Thanks, guys. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called 
Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Thank you, Coach. Aaron Best joining us uh, to tell Nuwana's. And uh, Eric Berrier, by the way, for reference, boys and girls, leading the Big Sky Conference in total yards. More than Kevin Thompson, more than Dalton Sneed. 350 total yards responsible for per game uh, so far this season. By the way, Coulter, just a little confirmation. It's uh, evidently 70 degrees, high 60, 70 degrees right now in uh, Missoula. A little breezy. Really? Yeah, it's warm, really warm. Kickoff tomorrow. High teens of winds, gusts up to 25 miles an hour, 36 degrees, snow, noon, tomorrow, okay? 20 hours from right now. It's been a long time since you could say this, but that actually favors Eastern Washington. Why? Because Eastern Washington could run the ball with authority. Eastern already ran the ball for a win in bad weather conditions against North Dakota. Eric Berrier only completed six passes for less than 100 yards in that game. Uh, Eastern Washington ran for almost 300 yards. One of those, I mean, we've told the story, but it's an undertold part of the story. When Aaron Best took over, he wanted to put a stamp on it because he saw, I mean, Eastern Washington had the most prolific passing offense in college football with the exception of Washington State over the last 10 years. There's no question about it. So many good quarterbacks, so many good receivers, and they saw their playoff dreams, their national championship hopes and dreams go up in flames. Evaporate in the snow. In the snow, yes. in in Cheney, they haven't played a road playoff game since 2009. They lost in the semifinals on their home turf five times. Incredible. To Sam Houston State, Illinois State, Youngstown State, teams that run the ball. Mm-hmm. And so he said, Aaron Best said, we are going to run the ball. And last year, East Washington was top 10 in the country, rushing yards per game, second in the league, behind only Cal Poly, ahead of Montana State. Think of that. 275 yards per game last year for Eastern Washington on the ground. And... It was part of the factor that helped them get all the way to the national championship game. And so and they, and they still have that. I mean, Antoine Custer is a two-time second-team All-Big Sky running back while sharing carries his whole career. Now he's a feature back. He's going to be a 1,000-yard guy this year. They have multiple multi-year starters on the offensive line. That's one of the position groups that was not hit hard by graduation. Mm-hmm. They returned four starters up front, and that's always been an incredibly solid group as well. So uh, Montana, as we saw, especially against teams with – substantial defensive lines like Sac State still struggling to run the ball in between the tackles. And we'll see what the health status of the Grizz offensive line is. Angel Villanueva did not play uh, last week. He did not make the trip. Uh, Cordell Pilon's got his first start at left guard. Dylan Cook and Colton Kintz were kind of a revolving door because neither one of them could really handle George Obina, but but neither could Mitch Brott the week before that. Mitch Brott's probably an NFL guy, so uh, Obina wreaking havoc on the league, no doubt. But it'll be interesting to watch if the conditions really do affect either team because you know, Barry, Eric Barry is probably a better runner than Cam Humphrey. Antoine Custer is a better running back than anybody the Grizz got, although Marcus Knight has been a very pleasant surprise for the Grizz. And Eastern's offensive line is better. So although Eastern has traditionally been such a pass-heavy team, that's actually the one part of their team I think that they're satisfied with right now is their ability to run the football so far this year. A couple of things on the rush game. Montana is seventh rushing the football in the Big Sky Conference. They're averaging 163 yards a game. 
Eastern Washington is fifth, 171 yards a game. So very similar, but uh, Montana, significant part of their run, running offense is Dalton Sneed, who's very likely not going to play tomorrow. And that is, you know, I think you feel pretty good about Cam Humphrey throwing the football. I don't know what you think about Cam Humphrey in the plus one run game or in the just the scramble game. I, I just don't know. I'm not saying he can't do it or whatever. Well, I'll say this, though. It seems almost with, uh, un, uh, uh, unquestionable. It won't be to the level that Dalton Sneed brings. Well, no, Dalton Sneed's one of the best athletes in the league. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The defense, though, the rush defense, worth noting, Montana's fourth in rushing defense, allowing just over uh, just 129 yards a game. Eastern Washington, also okay, sixth, 149 yards. So they're allowing... 20 yeah. yards per game for whatever that's And worth. as I always like to do, though, too, you got to throw some of the games out of the sample size as well because Eastern Washington did play Washington, and they also played a D2. So if you look at just their FCS games, Eastern Washington rushing for 215 yards per game. Uh, and then if you look at Montana's just FCS opponents, just Big Sky opponents, they're rushing for 200 yards per game. The Grizz giving up 138 on the ground in Big Sky Conference play. Eastern Washington giving up 139 on the ground in Big Sky Conference play. So identical in terms of rush statistical defenses. Uh, to me, this comes down to so much more about the personnel than anything else. Aaron Best, I thought his analysis of Montana's defense was actually really, really good. Uh, we've heard about all the exotic nature and all that, but what he said, the chaos, but also the way that they use chaos to mask some of their personnel deficiencies and also put... Montana's defense has some pretty solid guys and a couple elite guys. And the whole point of the defense is to put the elite guys in the position to make the play so often. And I think that's why you see Dante Olsen and Robbie Houck have the most combined tackles of any two teammates of any pair in the entire country. There's a reason for that. Montana wants that. That's what the scheme dictates to is to have your two best tacklers make all the tackles. And a lot of the other guys make a mess so those guys can. And, right. and so I thought that was a good analysis by Aaron Best. But it, I, it, I think that somebody's going to have to – running the ball is going to be a key tomorrow, certainly. If the Grizz can do it better than they did a week ago against Sac State, it could definitely be to their advantage. And if Eastern Washington can do it, Montana's going to have to set up, step up because they are really good at running the ball. Who scored the most touchdowns in the Big Sky Conference this year? On the ground? Individual. Marcus Knight, nine. Ten. He's got ten, yeah. Ten for Marcus Knight and eight for uh Kevin uh for Joe Lo- Joe Logan, right? Is that what I got? Yeah, Joe Logan from yeah, Northern from Arizona. NAU and uh, Chris Jackson as well from Weber State. But the, nobody more than than Marcus Knight, although he had four in one game and two or three in another, so he did load it up on a couple. Uh anyway, it will be it will be something certainly to track, especially if weather Looks like it's going to get, uh, it's going to play a factor tomorrow in some respect. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. We are happy to bring you some sports news. After a year off, the Grizzlies renew their rivalry with Eastern Washington tomorrow. Number 10 Montana hosts the Eagles, looking to bounce back from a lopsided loss at Sacramento State last week. Eastern's lost uh, lost in similar fashion at SAC earlier this month. The Grizzlies and Eagles are both 2-1 in Big Sky Conference play, but Montana is 5-2 overall, while Eastern Washington has already lost four games in seven outings. Eastern is led by All-American candidate quarterback Eric Berrier. Montana's senior All-American candidate Dalton Sneed is doubtful, meaning Cam Humphrey will make his first start under center for the Grizz if Snead can't go. Montana State hits the road to Grand Forks, North Dakota for the final Big Sky game between MSU and the University of North Dakota. Next season, UND officially joins the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Fighting Hawks are 3-0 at the Alaris Center this season, a stretch that includes wins over number 24 Sam Houston State and number 12 UC Davis. Key games tonight in high school double-A action across the state. Missoula Hellgate looks to bolster its playoff resume against the number one team in Montana. The Knights are at Butte High. Missoula Sentinel hosts Kalispell Glacier as the Spartans, the number three team in Class A, try to keep play- pace with Butte and Billings West. Big Sky has the week off. Helena and Great Falls, crosstown rivalry. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. are not the Crosstown Rivals. The cities of Helena and Great Falls, respectively, have Crosstown games between Great Falls High, CMR, Helena High, Helena Capital. Clear? Guy who writes these things confusing. No, it was it was actually not on you at all. I was on, I just wanted to make sure that people didn't think that I had Helena playing Great Falls as a Crosstown rivalry game, just so, so people know. I have so many questions about life, but one of the ones I want to know... Mm is what happened to football in Great Falls and Helena? Like, Capital's good, pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. And, and Hel- I mean, Helena High and Capital are both pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're between fourth and sixth in Class AA. Solid. CMR and Great Falls are not. They're both in the bottom third of Class AA. That was, that was just unthinkable 15 years ago. I mean, C- CMR was in the playoffs, the double-A playoffs now is going to have all 15 teams in the playoffs this yes. year. They used to only be four teams. When I was first in high school, when you were in high school the whole time, and when I was first in high school, there was only four teams that made the class double-A playoffs. It only expanded to eight when I was a sophomore, and I remember Big Sky made it that year. We were the eight seed, and I was a sophomore, and I got to go with the varsity to Helena Capital and <laughs> get destroyed by <laughs> Kyle Sampson and the eventual state champions. But even then, it was eight teams. But I mean, you could never, you would never imagine there would ever be a year, even when it was only four teams, that CMR wouldn't be in the final four mm-hmm. every year. And I, I just, it's just fascinating. I, I don't know if there is an answer. Maybe it's just the cycles of sports and the cycles of life. But 
it, it's crazy because it wasn't just like one group of kids or one generation of kids. I mean, it was from Jack. I mean, Jack Johnson coached there for almost 40 years, and he was in the Final Four uh, seriously 30-plus times and won 13 state championships. Well, sometimes when the coach moves on and also, you know, the population of Great Falls is kind of going south a little bit over the course of time. Yeah. It's just so fast. It's cyclical a little bit, but so, you're right. But but also, there's just there hasn't been as many players that have come out of there yeah. either. You know, yeah. it, it's just so fascinating that it's shifted. Like Kalispell has had all sorts of D1 players. Glacier has been a factory. I mean, there's two, three, four kids from Glacier every year that go to the Cats or the Grizz. Yeah, and it just hasn't been. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of the top of my head. I don't even know if there's a hell and a high kid that's playing for either of these two schools. It's just, it's just a fascinating analysis. Maybe it is cyclical. Maybe not. We'll see. Well, let's rock and roll. Because we got to get to Riley Erickson. She's our Mattress Firm Student of the Week. It's 2 Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and Sealy online at kurtzpolaris.com. Well, it's time now to talk with our Mattress Firm Student of the Week, a senior from Great Falls Central Catholic High School, Riley Erickson. She plays volleyball uh, there at Great Falls Central Catholic. Hi, Riley. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. Appreciate you asking. That's nice of you. Uh, Riley, you are a uh, senior, as I mentioned there, playing volleyball at Great Falls Central Catholic. How long have you been playing volleyball? I've been playing it since middle school. And what got you into the sport? Is it just something you picked up along the way? Do you have siblings that did it, or what, what was it about volleyball that you liked? Uh, I just picked up along the way. My friends were playing, and it seemed like a fun environment to be in. Do you have other sports that you like to do? Um, I play softball. Nice. What position do you play? Uh, third base. Third base? Do you bowl? Yeah. Are you a bowler, Riley? I love the bowl. <laughs> I'm not that good at it. Well, who cares? Nobody's good at it, you know? <laughs> We're just out there trying to throw the thing down the lane, so that's fine. I'm glad to know. Three-sport athlete from Great Falls Central Catholic, <laughs> Riley Erickson with us. Uh Riley, uh, you're a senior. What are you planning to do? Do you have plans beyond uh, the end of this year? Anything next year for you? Um, I'm thinking about doing nursing. I'm not really sure where yet, but I'm thinking Carol or you marry. Nice. Oh, that's good. I got a bunch of nurses in my family. My mom, my sister. It's a great profession. Go do it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Riley, do you like volleyball or softball better? Um, I really enjoy both. But, no, um, no, you cannot say that. You got to pick <laughs> which coach do you like more, Riley? Who's the better teammates? Those are the things we want to know. Throw everybody else under the bus. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I really enjoy softball a lot. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Hey, uh, Riley, we know that we. I mean, we're having some fun with you, but we know also that you do a lot of stuff uh, in the community as well, giving back, particularly through your church. Tell us about that. What you're up to. Um, so my church is this thing called Family Promise, and it gives a place for families who are less fortunate uh, a place to stay. And there I basically just help um, bring in beds and set up rooms when they need it. Yeah, that's fantastic. What's the most rewarding part about that for you? Um, I just really like being able to help the people who, um, you know, have not been giving the same uh enjoyments in life that i have and it just really makes me feel good to make people have that opportunity 
Riley, I know that your grandma was a big influence in your life. What was what was she like, and what was it about your guys' relationship that you say, okay, this is something that I want to keep doing, you know, and giving uh, giving back and paying it forward. Uh, she was she was so amazing. She um she really just made everybody else feel like they had a worth and that they had a purpose, and she accepted everyone for who they were and helped everyone in every way that she could. And that was just something that I wanted to carry on. Well, Riley, that's fantastic. We certainly appreciate you uh, joining us. Enjoy uh, your uh, senior year of volleyball and then (laughs) softball, the better sport, the more fun sport, according to you in the spring and, uh, and best of luck in nursing and whatever you do after that. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Riley. Appreciate that. That is our Matches from Student of the Week. If you'd like to nominate a student, Juno, child, niece, nephew, grandchild, whatever it might be, somebody you know, go to mattressfirmmt.com. Click on the Montana Students tab, and you can submit right there. And uh, each Matches from Student of the Week will be uh, uh, available to be voted on at the end of the year to become the Student of the Year and receive a $3,000 scholarship from Matches Firm. So that's pretty cool. We'll take a quick break. On the other side... Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, it's what we do on a Friday. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have to do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Well, boys and girls, it is Friday, and you know what that means. Our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, is here to tell us about sports. Thanks to our friends at the Missoula Winery and Event Center. All right, Carolyn, welcome. How are you? I am great. How are you? I'm just fine. Thank you. I mean, we just rocked out to some tool. I just feel pumped. You should. And uh, I'm ready to rock this weekend. You know, it's so funny to hear people who don't listen to good music talk about good music and then attempt to, like, get into that mode. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to go okay. punch some stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, right. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go knock over some trash cans. What do you got for us today, Carolyn? Well, it's been a busy week, guys. A real you have two pages of notes. Busy week. Um, Michael Jordan was asked if Steph Curry should be in the Hall of Fame. You know what he said? No. He said no. Why? He said not yet, actually, is what he said. He said not yet. Um, 
the reason he said it is because he's Michael Jordan. He believes that only Michael Jordan should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, Magic Johnson thinks it's because he'd be fined by the league, and I was kind of wondering what that even means. Because he's an owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Is he is he the president of operations or something like that, Coulter? Yeah, so that it would be colluding. So, it's yeah, it's illegal. He's not allowed to compliment him publicly. Oh, interesting. Or like when else. Magic Johnson was talking about how LeBron James is the greatest player in the world, Magic Johnson got fined $500,000 because he was a front office executive with the Lakers at the time. Wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. All right. Well, um, I'm glad we could answer that I, question. I for would you. like you to know, though, that Steph Curry is such a little gem. He is a little gem. <laughs> and he just took that in stride and said, you know, maybe I'm not ready. Even though they got blown out by, what, 35 by the Clippers last night? How tall is Steph Curry, Carolyn? Like 5'8"? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's 6'3". He is? Yeah. <laughs> he looks so little. Yeah, well, that's because he's playing with giants. <laughs> it's a sport that's played by giants. I thought he was my height. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's little. He's little compared to his... Contemporaries? Contemporaries. Yes, out he on is. The, I almost said the field, but it's not the field. The court. Right. So my my love for Steph Curry continues. Good. You're well, welcome. Well, I'm glad that he didn't do anything to compromise, you know, your he's, warm feelings he's for He's no him. Tom Brady in my no, eyes. No, he is not. I don't mean that as an I athlete. know. You okay. don't like Tom Brady. I've, I've heard enough screaming during okay. Patriots victories by you. The XFL. Okay. Okay. People are dropping out. The draftees are angry. They're not making enough They're money. They're not making enough money. Are they making any money? Well, a quarterback. The last league, they didn't even get their checks, right? Right. The AF. <laughs> what the was that? The AAF. The AF. Oh. You didn't know about that football league, did you, Carol? No. It was no. the AF. The AF. The, the American Association of Football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it as a, did they have people like, It was a disaster. Like, hate me? Like a guy bought weeks. it to close it. Oh, like the producers. He bought yes. it. Oh. Yes. Yes. Like Thank the you. producers. Thank you. No, that's exactly right. That's what yeah. happened to the F. Wait, what's the producers? It's the, the best sh- the show. Broadway show ever. It is so funny. But basically, they realized they could make money by, by tanking, by a, tanking show. a show. Tried to make the worst show ever. And then everybody loved it. And then it. it was the best show ever. And, and then they lost a bunch of money. Sounds like everything on ESPN Radio. Oh, what? that's that a low blow. That doesn't make sense at all. Cut. <laughs> So we got about one minute of content, or seven minutes and 45 seconds so far. Okay. Okay. All right. So apparently quarterbacks can make nearly $500,000. Okay. But uh, the XFL informed agents before its uh, October 15th start date. No, I don't know. Sometime in October. Yes. That they will receive $2,080 every two weeks they are under contract for a max salary of $27,000 a season. Who? Who is they? The draftees. Players. The players. Okay, but not the quarterbacks? The quarterbacks make almost a 500. Amount of money. Yes. But a non quarterback is going to pull in about 27000 Now, there are bonuses. Mm-hmm. If you win, you get $2,222. Bounty. Um, so basically, a player who plays all 10 games and wins gets 55000 a season. And they think it's not enough? They think it's not enough. Well. What do you guys think? It just depends if anybody's watching it. It's a very similar pay structure to the Canadian Football League where quarterbacks are outside of the salary cap and 
I think most Canadian football players make about $3,000 a month to about $36,000 per year. So that's right along the lines with that. Canadian or American dollars? Good question. Hmm. Probably Canadian dollars would yeah. be my guess. Loonies and toonies. That's right. They can get lots of Smarties and coffee crisps for, for that. So that's awesome. <laughs> the, Tim Horton. <laughs> the point is that the XFL has way too many uh, – non-legitimate characteristics for these guys to complain about anything. There's no way they'll ever make more than the Canadian football players. So um, the Canadian football players, do they come and then do they do that to go get back into the NFL? Like, wouldn't they just go get a job? In some cases they do. I think the Canadian football players actually make a pretty decent salary, all things considered. Uh, But also, you got to think, too, they're only work. I mean, only. It's, you know, but it's. It's four four months, five months of your life, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's even better than the teacher's gigs. Yeah, you're right. Those teachers have it so easy. Those teachers are raking it yeah. in. Yeah, they get summers off. My brother. Um, Do you think they get benefits? I don't insurance. know. I would think you would get health insurance. I mean, it's it would be a pretty tough ask to have somebody do a sport where they could get seriously injured and not be covered when you're making three thousand dollars, right? I'm just, I just find, uh, I found this, you know, disheartening. I thought they'd at least make a hundred k a season. Well, if you'd like to, you know, pitch in now, I, I, I have no idea so. what the structure of this is or how they're going to make money. Who's even running this? It's not Vince McMahon again, is it? I think so. Yeah, is it? I think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe he learned from the first time around and is going to try and do, you know, something different. When is this supposed to start? Do we have any idea? I think January. It's trying to, they're trying to catch the think so. the wave of football yeah. in, of the playoffs and run that thing forward. Yeah, right after the Super Bowl. Okay, February eighth. Okay. Wow, look, I knew that sort of. I mean, I said January, but um, other than that, <laughs> how's it going this week? Is it going pretty good? It's been a rough week. I'm not gonna lie. I've had a hard week. You, I mean, right? You finished your Boda box last night. You I came in here with all those notes. What else you got? <laughs> um. The Houston Rockets. Yes. They played James basketball. Harden and Russ Westport Wood. Russ, Russ Westport. Westport? Yes. They got a little fight on the court. Westport and Harden? Yeah. About what? They're calling it an animated conversation. An animated conversation. But it looked like they were kind of fighting. Did you see it? I saw it. Like, did was there a physical altercation? I saw it this morning as I was doing research that they were like yelling at each other on the court, and yeah. they're saying, "No, we were just, we were just having an animated conversation, two passionate fellas about who, the game." Who felt to you like more aggressive, James, James Harden, Harden, more than Westport? Yeah, but he's bigger though, and that beard, right, adds aggressive. to the sort of yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel that Coulter and I are intimidating because we have beards? You guys are so intimidating. I'm so scared you're going to go chop down a tree or. <laughs> yes. Well, you should. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here. And if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. 
Bookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.